0: everyone, it's time to get saucy with Victoria and Alex. Hey guys, welcome to our third episode of Lost in the Bravo Sauce. You have Victoria here. And Alex. And I hope you guys are enjoying your weeks. We are recording a little bit early because Alex is uh, going away. Yeah.
1: Yes, and hopefully this episode is a little clearer. We're trying to uh, upgrade our equipment here, and we have a microphone, so we are just trying to figure out how to operate it, uh, you know, especially (laughs) while we're apart.
0: Yes, we have an exciting development. We finally got a microphone, but I think it'll be better. I think we'll be together the next episode, so hopefully it'll be a little bit more better, but we're working on it, guys. Uh, How was your week, Alex?
1: You know, it uh, was pretty... uh uneventful but um you know I did uh I did go out and you know I met a nice young man so I can't complain about that I didn't get creepy murdery vibes so that's, I think always that's good. A step in the right direction
0: Well that's exciting will there be a second date
1: Um you know TVD I guess we'll wait till <laughs> the next episode to see what uh happens there It was just you know kind of embarrassing being at home I drove into the city because no one in my area is like even remotely attractive and uh but i couldn't let him know that i drove in or else i would seem creepy myself so it was uh you know i feel like i feel like i'm 17 again i'm ready to get back to the city
0: guys she was calling me figuring out where to park and i was like just make sure he doesn't see you getting out of your car
1: (laughs) yeah i had to go to two different parking garages and then i um had to park right in front of the bar and so it was just a little uh Scary because he could have been right there watching me um accost a stranger to help me park. So <laughs> you know, could could always be worse.
0: Well I'm glad it went well. From what you've told me, he seems like a very nice normal person. So that's always good when you're uh, dating New York City. They don't come off a sociopath the first date. Right. How was your week? It was good, pretty uneventful. I went blonde and uh Let's see, we're going to the vineyard tomorrow for my friend's bachelorette. That was canceled twice, so it should be a good day, and uh, hopefully I will we'll not have a super bad hangover on Sunday, but I probably will.
1: Here's,
0: here's hoping. <laughs> um, so you guys asked for, we delivered. We, uh, you guys asked for a season three, Real Housewives of New Jersey deep dive, and we are here to give it to you. Um, so I just want to start with one thing. I love this season of Jersey. I think that like, the first two seasons were, like, not complete seasons. They were, like, tainted with Danielle's stab. And for some reason, this just seemed like a wholesome season three. We had the husbands evolve, We have all family drama going on. And it's not something we see in, like, everyday Housewife episodes.
1: Right. And I think that's what makes New Jersey special. And honestly... I go back and forth between whether or not it's my favorite. But Jersey brings something that the other other cities like couldn't bring, and that's the element of family. And so I think when Teresa, her sister-in-law, we all know her as our beloved Melissa Gorga now, <laughs> I don't think Teresa knew that um, her brother and her sister-in-law were joining the show. So not only do we have the element of surprise, but we also have the element of competition between them. And it just... You know, I started watching season three this week again, and I think uh, episode one of season three might be one of the top ten best episodes of reality show of all time. The Christening, I mean, you can't get any better than that
0: episode. As I said, the height of Italian-American culture in America was the Christening episode, and I won't even pretend to uh, duplicate Joey Gorga's you're my father, you're my father. But literally, that is, like, the one thing if I bring up Jersey, people will say to me every single time.
1: And you're Italian, so you
0: could say that. Honestly, I feel a personal (laughs) closeness to this season, and I don't know if it reminds me of, like, my family growing up or, you know, just how everything was, but for some reason, I just identify with this season and, like, my family roots. And I don't think it's just the Italian thing. Maybe it plays a little bit into it, but... It definitely is something we haven't seen before. Like, even, like, the Kathy and Richie, Wakili of it all. Like, I enjoyed them on this season. I'll speak for season three only, because I think four or five, we get a little dicey. But for season three, I really did enjoy everyone on this cast.
1: Right. And I think for anybody who wants to get into the Real Housewives of New Jersey, I think season three is a great place to start, because it starts Pretty fresh you know they did a cash shakeup, as I kind of mentioned bring in Teresa's family and it really is a good place to start and just totally fall in love with Jersey and you know uh, Victoria and I watch the Housewives every week, and we also watch the old episodes, but this one was especially fun because it's crazy to see all of the outfits that people wore and the glitz and the glam. Like, they brought it, and it's just hysterical looking back on it. Like, the newsboy caps and, you know, <laughs> just the style in general is very, like, worthy. And I love sequins, and I'm pretty I'm borderline gaudy at times.
0: But they, you know, took it to a whole new level. I just want to say the, I wouldn't even call it glam. I'll just say the outfits were, like, semi-horrifying, semi-I-want-to-wear-that-all-the-time. I I think it was, like, Melissa Gorga who, like, came out in, like, this bandana for, like, when they were to Punta Cana, like, this, like, white ruffled bikini. And, like, Teresa had, like, her gold sparkled sequin bikini that looks like a stripper. I'm like, that is something I would wear. (laughs) and i don't know and if that's season, why we identify with it or not but either way I, I was loving it
1: and this season in particular is interesting because Teresa now we're starting to see a lot of her financial problems the bankruptcy and the threat of joe going to jail and so you kind of do see a different side of her and their relationship but their one um episode when they went up to the catskills it was really cute because you really saw like the love between them and I think as seasons go on, that gets kind of lost for you know obvious reasons. But um, it was really nice to kind of see that side of them. And you know, obviously Caroline and the Manzos and Jacqueline are still on these episodes. And it's just, it was really good quality TV, you know. And I liked the different aspects that were going on with those families too. You know, I mean Jacqueline's daughter Ashley, who was probably around the same age as us when we were watching the show. Um, yeah, I think she was. at it now, you know, just the way she acted, I just cringe, And I was like, I hope that I didn't treat my mom that way when I was, you know, 18 or 19. I know I was a little better
0: than her. Well, you know who we were also mom. introduced to on this season? Miss Dolores. She was a family right. friend of the uh, Manzos. And she had a frequent, like, uh, coming out in, like, multiple episodes. One with Caroline on the radio show. She was from the Teresa when they were Pumpkin carving and like all this other stuff. But I will say one thing. Now my my opinion of Jacqueline changed throughout the years and I found her to be very annoying to be honest. But as I rewatch these episodes, I'm like, damn, this girl was a good friend. Like anytime, you know, Kim, Granitelle, aka Granny Pants by Teresa would come out and sure say some <laughs> some horrible things about her, she would just be like, shut the fuck up. And like honestly, that's a good friend. Especially to say that on national TV, be like, I don't want to know that's her business. And I think I really value her in these episodes, especially in this season, because you know, as coming episodes will come and in the newer seasons, their friendship deteriorates. But it was nice to see that Luthien, Lucy and Ethel kind of vibe between them. And it was just like an innocent, you know, playful thing they had, especially in the Catskills. That was an amazing episode. It was so much fun. The Manzo boys were there. Caroline was having a good time. And even if she's like Mama Caroline, she still like brings like the comedic flair to it.
1: Right. Well, I had to do a little bit of... Um a little bit of googling to kind of refresh my memory because we're on season what like ten now, so I think it was you know a couple of years ago, obviously ten years maybe, and um,
0: yeah, they may film this in two thousand eleven.
1: Caroline came out and said that. Her closest with Teresa was all sort of like an act; like they weren't really that close outside of the show. So I was kind of surprised at that, and I thought that that was kind of good acting on Caroline's part because I believed it, you know. See, and I don't so- necessarily
0: believe her on that. So I think that she did have a really good friendship. I mean, obviously, like Jacqueline and Teresa were like best friends. Like Caroline's a little bit older than them, not to say they weren't like you know friends, but I think that she had a good rapport with her. I think it's just, like, maybe the age difference that got to her. And, like, Teresa had little kids. Like, all Caroline's kids were, like, grown-ass adults who didn't have jobs. But, like, you know, that's a big age gap.
1: Right, right. Yeah, and, um, you know, I think it's interesting to see her kids, too, you know, try to be entrepreneurs and moving into Hoboken. And I remember some of the bars that we went to either people saw them there or they like, I think they bought one of them, the bar next to sidebar in the city. What was it?
0: Like little, little Mark? I think little- it was little town, little town. You're right.
1: I believe they own that one. So it's just kind of cool to see, um, you know, the places that they were going to and stuff for the same places that we at least went to a few years ago. So now that's how- what I always like about Jersey because I'm a Jersey girl myself and I like seeing all the bars that they go to and like the places in the towns, you know, I've been there. We could go there. Actually, Victoria and I have talked about before doing, like, a, a Jersey day.
0: <laughs> go to um, Rail Steakhouse. <laughs>
1: go to Rail Steakhouse, Melissa Gorga's store.
0: Chateau, know, Posh, Kim Dink. Right. <laughs> what um, did that stand for? A piece of shit? Like, Coke or something like that?
1: Something like that. But, yeah. and Thankfully, we've had other things to do in our social life. But we um, haven't gotten around to doing that yet, but... You never know, one day.
0: Now, how do you feel about the Manzo kids?
1: Um, you know, watching it as a 28-year-old and watching them at, like, 24, 22, 19, something like that, um, I think they think they were super mature and, like, successful and on the right path, but I still think they were so young and figuring it out and...
0: I wish I Caroline was my mom. Like, the way that she would talk about her kids, like, like they literally, like, were jogged down the road. And she like, I'm just so proud of them and start tearing up. I'm like, I wish yeah, I my mom would talk me like that. I think that's
1: ridiculous.
0: But, like, collectively, I feel like, I mean, I know her son, Chris, who yeah. I think, honestly, is hysterical. If I had to choose one of the boys to date, it would be him. Um, I think he, like, published a children's book or something, and, you know, Lauren has her, like, blowout bar, which is, like, you know, pretty good for her. Like, everyone needs a blowout. Um, Albie, I'm really not sure what he does besides, you know, the podcast now, but just, like, looking back, it was kind of funny how, like, none of these kids, like, really went to college. But, like, yeah, they were, like, regarded as, like, you know, these amazing people on reality TV. Well,
1: Albie went out. When I agree
0: but Yes, you know, where he met Vito, Lauren's husband, who I literally am my kid after. He was like right. amazing man working in an Italian uh market. Is that what you call it in Jersey? Well
1: his family owned it, but yeah, I think we should get I think we should get you a veto
0: because I would love to have <laughs> Charcuterie yeah. all the time. That would be great. That
1: would really be the life.
0: Now, how'd you feel about Greggy Bennett, their friend?
1: Oh, he was hysterical, and I loved how he loved Melissa Gorga and Joe, same. and in a way, he sort of was like an instigator
0: um, between Melissa and Teresa, sort of. And I'm glad you brought that up, because low-key, he was Melissa Gorga's number one. He even said, he's like, I want to come back as you, and right. I think Melissa was probably around closer to Albie's age. I think she was like 31 at the time of filming. Right. Albie was 25, so I'm sure Greg was around the same age. Like That's only six years apart. Right. But I thought he was hysterical when they were in Punta Cana, and he took Kathy's side. He's like, "Kathy's an angel," and that really did start the divide of like the two of them against Teresa. I think for the reunion,
1: it really did, and that's why it was just crazy this season. Because here we are, two seasons prior, we watched their friendship grow and develop, and then everything just like crumbled, you know. And I um, was watching the reunion right before this. Actually, I had to skip a few episodes to make sure I caught <laughs> up in time, and that was just pretty vicious and like the classic reunion atmosphere that we crave you know as viewers and you know it was just juicy and I had to google what happened again because Jacqueline was not on the reunion. This episode of the reunion was filmed the night after Strippergate from season four. Yes. And that's when like Teresa blamed Um, the whole stripper accusation of Melissa on Jacqueline and turn things around. I I haven't seen it in a while, so I may be a little mistaken, but the fact that Jacqueline didn't even show up was just crazy. Like that whole reunion was just like everyone throwing daggers at each other nonstop, even making fun of (laughs) Melissa's forehead, you know, just crazy, petty, ridiculous stuff that as a viewer was just, you know, you can't turn off the TV.
0: Now, I also will throw in a fun pack, which is also interesting because usually they film the reunion before they start filming for the next season, but this was a weird, I guess, overlap in Bravo history that we didn't have that happen. But in season four, they actually go upstate to Lake George, where my friend Carrie got married this year, where then Joey G and Joey Gorga had a huge brawl, where Joey Gorga's hair, that was like the dye, came off on all the walls. And I remember my friend getting married. I'm like, this is where that happened, guys. It's <laughs> so um,
1: incredible to have your wedding in a place where Jersey history was
0: filmed. Right? Like, can you imagine? Like, they, she stayed in the same room as, like, Teresa and Joe. Um,
1: I just, Joe Gorga and Joe Judice like, their feud together was hysterical, especially (laughs) how Joe Judice was like, I can knock that little kid out. Like, they're both (laughs) the same height, which is hysterical that they think they're so tough and against one another. You know, I just, I think it's just fascinating. And I loved watching Melissa, like, come on, and especially looking at it now, we're not that far along in age, so it's kind of (laughs) crazy that, like, how different our lives are, but you know, just – I love her now, but I loved her so much more then because she had, like, an innocence to her. her oh, mother, she, she was – Jesus.
0: See, I'm a Teresa apologist. Did. Okay, so even though we all knew Teresa was wrong this season – Melissa came on strong, and I know it was her first season, so she's probably getting adjusted to reality TV, but she was like, I mean, who wouldn't want to look at me and look, I mean, it's like amazing, and I'm like, oh but my that god. makes
1: good TV. She I know,
0: but if that. I was Teresa, I probably would have punched her too. And you look at it this way from Teresa's point of view, like, this was really Teresa's show. Like, she came out as a breakout star, a real house of Southern New Jersey, and now all of a sudden her sister-in-law is coming in, she's the fan favorite, all her, ter- her friends are turning against her. The viewers are turning against her. And she's like, what the F? But she stuck to her guns. Like, she didn't back down. And I honestly have to give her credit for that.
1: The pettiness just came out, bleeding through her pores. And I
0: will say, my one of my favorite movies is Silence of the Lambs. And Teresa referenced it in this season. And I just started laughing out loud when I was watching it today. I was like, that's my girl. But she held no bounds for Melissa. She was like... I mean, she was like, you know, a school teacher going to school, putting herself in school. And then as soon as Joey came, uh-oh, guess she's not a teacher anymore. I don't have to spell it out for you all at her confessional. And I Gosh. was like, wow. Like,
1: <laughs> this she, is... She came at her. She came at her.
0: Like, yeah. you don't see reality like that anymore. You just don't.
1: Right. And that's why I think... So, I obviously love the Housewives of New York City, but jersey really is such a close second so when people ask like okay which city should i watch and whatnot you know i'm always really partial to jersey because you know it is just great tv but at the same time it's a little different than like your typical housewife culture like you can't really compare jersey to beverly hills i would say no because but, their
0: husbands um, are so involved like, i think the husbands had the same amount of confessionals that the wives did like Chris so Manzo was That's in there. good. Yeah, like Joey Gorga. He was, like, one of the main stars, I would say, equal to Caroline or Jacqueline. Like, he was right there in there with right. them.
1: And even now, like, the current episodes, I know they started filming today, I believe, and it's just, it is a really family affair, and we're involved with the husbands and the ex-husbands, and it's just, like, a great, great quality TV. And I feel like a family watching them. I personally love Dolores' ex-husband Frank, <laughs> And Victoria um, got me a cameo of him a few months ago, and he was like, I know you're a Jersey girl. I'll take you to work out sometime. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then Victoria, on my birthday as a gift to me, (laughs) messaged him back, or she DM'd him on Instagram. Because Alex
0: wanted to message message him back. We were, like, squealing about this video. We must have watched it, like, 12 times. Just like, oh my god, this is amazing. We're so in love. He offers to train Alex, and she doesn't respond. He then follows her on Instagram, like, playing hard to get. I'm like, answer this man back. So when she was on her birthday, she was drunk. I took her phone and answered her back for her.
1: So, yeah, um... We follow each other, and that's really the extent of it. I'm still waiting on my workout classes, but uh, TBD.
0: You may have some competition with his 30-year-old girlfriend. Clearly. I mean, I
1: am younger,
0: so... uh, All right, now that we're talking about (laughs) real-life Jersey, who's your favorite housewife this past season? I
1: mean, Teresa and Melissa, probably. I mean, I... uh you
0: know i like my originals. you like your ogs see i am a jennifer aiden stan and this and is I very unpopular <laughs> amongst a lot of people but i she came in and he went to understand something we've been watching the Teresa and melissa few for the past six years now like i love it i love to see them together i hate when they're fighting marge was a great addition i love dolores i met actually dolores at like this event in the city and she couldn't have been sweeter she literally asked me what my favorite part of the show was like the most kind woman like what you see on tv is like what you get in real life which is also like really nice to know um mm-hmm. but i just love jennifer i think that she stirs the shit like the monkey's asshole i yes. just think that she brings it and like yes yeah, she's so wrong but it's, to me it's just like it's so right because i, I mean, severely like did. this yeah. I, I do not like jackie i don't I, I this I love I love her husband. I do not like her. I've, I I can't get behind her on the show. I actually DM'd Andy about it when it was airing. I said, please get please remove her. <laughs> oh
1: gosh, well he didn't listen, so she's she's something with them. So you gotta try a
0: little harder next time. But you know I what I think her. about it. You know what I think is she came in and you could either do one or two things. You could be Melissa. Uh, you could be Teresa's friend or you could be against Teresa. I think she saw Jennifer was gonna be Teresa's friend. But yet, she's like, okay, I know my role here. I have to befriend Melissa, and I have to go against her. So to me, it just go all of it a little bit stage, and I think that's maybe what I didn't like. And then it's just like, I don't know. I just don't find her like that interesting. I don't know what it is. And her Amazon well, like dress. She's
1: like a secret millionaire. I thought that was a nice surprising aspect.
0: But didn't you find hysterical when Jennifer was like, I knew I should have warmed up too early. Like, that's why I like Jennifer. She's like, she doesn't hide who she is. She wants the lipo. She's very open about it. She loves her. I think Bill is hysterical. When well, they went down the shore this past season and Bill got obliterated and the boys yeah. had a hazy on him. Like, he was such a good sport about it. You know, yeah, like that, that was like, great. And that's the other thing. We also have, like, the men have, like, their own show within the show, which we don't ever see on any other franchise. Right.
1: Agree. I mean, it's great. And I recommend that everybody check it out to make their lives ten times better by opening it up to Housewives in New Jersey.
0: Yeah. But you do have to watch the Danielle Staub seasons, season one and two. Agree. They're only, like, I like, eight episodes, so you get through it. But... Yeah, season three of Jersey was a wild ride. Watch the Punta Cana episodes, Who's the Punta Princess? I mean, you don't get TV like that anymore. Um, but we're going to recap this week's episodes pretty quickly. Um, let's start with Ronnie. Let's switch it up a little. Actually, no, let's start with Below Jack because you and I had a few thoughts about it, and I don't think it's going to take that much time.
1: Okay, so um, Below Deck was great. It was a little bit of a longer episode. You know, I mentioned this last week, how much I love Kiko, and I feel like, you know, Hannah had his back, but she kind of set him up, and in a way, I agree with her, but he may have just, you know, drew the last straw for himself, is that the right expression? I feel like he's going to get axed next week, because he did, a, it was a Vegas-themed um, entree entrees, and. He just threw fried food on a plate, you know? Like, no
0: presentation, no nothing. I think that was what the kicker was.
1: I think he just kind of gave up and lost it. But I loved in the beginning how he, like, didn't go out with the rest of the group, and he was, like, focusing on himself and his meals, and my heart just went out to him.
0: Yeah, we both love Kiko. And I I texted you when I was watching the episode. I said, Sandy is so wrong for this. Like, the way that she handled that situation, like, while he was, like, finishing up their dessert, how she came down, like, scolding him in front of literally the entire crew. And I... I thought about him. like if Sandy was a man would I have the same feeling? And to be honest with you, like I would. I think that she handled that completely poor. Like this poor guy to finish out the rest of the charter, but she's basically like you're fired. So he's like, why am I here? Like, I'm gonna walk off. But I think he has uh, the Just decency. Yeah, I think he's a decency to you know finish it out. But honestly, if I was him and she's like you're fired, I'd be like I'm out of here. Like why am I gonna do you a favor? But I thought
1: that the crew this time, um, I'm sorry, not the crew, the guests this time were kind of a fun bunch and I like seeing Bugsy and Alex take them on the excursion and they're flirting, you know, yes. I think it's very cute and exciting.
0: It's always better when the charter guests are fun. It's, like, it's annoying when they're like a small, you know, little kid family, you're like, all right, this right. is going to be all about the crew this episode. But right. you no, know, I agree completely. Um,
1: I thought that the water
0: sport incident was going to be a lot juicier but yeah. nothing really happened no it was poor It was poor Kiko this episode um, okay. also very briefly I know you don't watch Shaws but I'll recap the second reunion very quickly um, I hate Shaws that was a shit show rubinos. it was a freaking shit show it was almost like borderline disgusting the things that Reza and MJ said to each other this season like, not bel- it's no, not no, even below the belt show. it was just like I wouldn't even have aired that if I was Bravo, and we'll get into the Bravo, Bravo, Bravo of it all a little bit, like in a little bit. But even at the reunion, like it was, he had everyone exit except for Reza and MJ because it was just too much. And Andy was like, "You gotta stop! Like this isn't even good. It's not even TV anymore. It's just like sad." And at the end of the reunion, you know, they have a segment of you know MJ calling Reza and like saying we have to work this out, but it's just like. I don't even think they can. Like, I don't know. I know you didn't watch, but the things that he said to her were like, you know, the reason why you lost half your blood while you gave birth was because you had like eight abortions. And like, not only is that like a horrible and demeaned thing to say to women, and you never bring up that to a woman, but he literally, that's your best friend of 30 years. Like you grew up together and you're not even saying this to her just in public, but you're announcing it on national TV, like i would not be able to forgive him if i was mj but
1: well hopefully she doesn't and yeah that's part of the reason why i don't watch it because i think it's all trash and they cross the line and i'll probably never be a fan to be totally honest And i will
0: say one last thing there there was another cast member i think her name was sarah and she was like r kelly's one of his ex-girlfriends who like got subpoenaed like during the entire like documentary of r kelly um and she wasn't on the reunion and I was like did we forget this girl on the show like I just I just noticed that I didn't hear anything from like the Bravo blogs or any like other Instagram accounts and I was just a thought that I had I didn't know if she was like kicked off or chose not to be a part of it or what was going on I I don't know
1: interesting but yeah well to be a little more exciting can we talk about Beverly Hills because it was Bravo 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 yes um where do (laughs) I begin
0: so I actually saw something that I think it was a real Mobs of Bravo posted. And they said the timeline is completely off. So what I they're did saying... See that as well. Okay, you did. So what they're saying is that everything... They went to BravoCon from like November 14th to 16th. And then that's where they show the clip of um, what the, present, the presenter asking Brandy, you know, ha, sorry, asking Denise if she knew Brandy, how was she, etc. And they flash back to that in the episode. Then they go immediately to Rome. Okay, wonderful. But the issue is I showed Brandy having this conversation with Teddy and Kyle before BravoCon allegedly and Rome. But Brandy was wearing the exact same episode November 29th, a complete like the exact two same weeks. outfit. Yeah, hairstyle, everything the same. And they had like multiple people confirm that this was like posted on other people's Instagrams. So what they're saying is that Teddy knew and she's an amazing actress if so she did. And so did Renna, and so did Kyle. And they just had Brandy come and set it up the scene like they told her before they went to Rome.
1: That I found very juicy, but at the same time, even if it is true, I mean, I almost don't care as much because I still think that it, like, probably happened. And it's very sneaky of Bravo to do the editing and, you know, conniving in this way, but it also makes for great television. But just taking a step back, the episode itself, I loved it because I thought it was true Beverly Hills. I loved how they went to Rome. Fabulous budget. You know, they're not just (laughs) going up to the Berkshires or going, you know, to Rhode Island or something. Like, they went to Rome. And the outfits, they brought in, Like, they're fabulous. Dorit literally gluing pearls on her forehead just for drinks at a hotel is, like, insane. But that's why we like Beverly Hills because they bring that where some of the other cities just don't.
0: Yeah, I mean, I will say, I'm not the biggest Beverly Hills fan, but one thing I do admire is the glam. Like, I thought, right. even Erica, the day they went shopping, I was like, wow, like, she brought it.
1: And even... I was kind of surprised they didn't spend more when they told everyone how much they spent in each store.
0: Or yeah, 50, at like, least. it was nothing. But then again, I'm not spending $3,500 on a bag, so I can't <laughs> really talk. Yeah, I, yeah. I would <laughs> um, for them. Yeah, but like Sutton, like, I thought she was like, money bags over here, like, three thousand dollars i'm like come on girl show a little but even denise like it was just like i don't know whatever but i will say i do think it happened bottom line they hooked up i did feel bad for denise at one point where she started tearing up like she knew what teddy was talking about i'm sure this was was going around beverly hills like there had to be whispers and of course you know i don't think she expected teddy to bring it up I
1: mean, even though she's an actress, you can tell that she was, like, pl- trying to play it cool. But you can tell that she was, like, really upset. She
0: immediately so welled think, up. Yeah.
1: Like, no level of acting, I think, can cover that. Like, the fear of, like, your whole family and your life, like, crumbling because of this, you know, alleged secret.
0: But you know what I said? What I didn't like is that run- after that happened she called bravo 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 and usually I love the fourth wall you know we see what's going on behind production but that really pissed me off when they did a flashback of her getting to that argument with Kyle a few episodes prior and her saying the exact same thing and telling the producer to get him on the phone or she's out it's like girl like the show will continue on without you like we do not need you and I'm kind of glad that Bravo showed that because it kind of like amplified the fact that like we don't care like and she's still coming on watch what happens live so like clearly they had to work something out in her contract and i'm sure she's not coming back next season but it like pissed me off it's like you sign up for a show like this like what do you think's gonna happen
1: agree and
0: i watched watch what happens live it was with garcelle and sutton garcelle looked hot as fuck her blue hair i was like wow wow like she must have like also like lost some weight in the queue and i was like this is why I don't understand why Garcelle's not featured more. Like, she is a top player, in my opinion, and she could really elevate Beverly Hills, and I just don't think like they give her enough airtime.
1: Right, but I thought it was really interesting that she's not friends with Lisa Rinna anymore after the, after the reunion. So I cannot wait to see what happens at the reunion. Um, I think it's going to be either kind of boring because they can't talk about anything or pretty juicy
0: yeah I mean they said it was like 12 hours worth of filming so either way I'm just excited to uh, view it to be honest alright let's hop okay. into Roni because I have many thoughts <laughs> as we both yeah. watched twice just to get the full experience
1: right so this episode I thought was great they're finally going to Mexico they have a beautiful house
0: house was you gorgeous know? gorgeous right. I would so even say Bethan- on top even on par with Bethany's when they took when they took her to uh, Tequila Mexico right. I just
1: think that you know, this episode with Sonia, she's really playing both sides of the fence. And I just think it's wrong, you know? I think is wrong. She holds everybody to a double standard. And I just think that this this should be her last season. The way she's acting is just like out of line. And she just accused Leah and got mad at Leah for doing things that all the other women did and that Sonia did even worse and that Ramona's done herself. And it's just not fair.
0: I am over Ramona. I've apologized for her in past seasons that said, you know, maybe she's just getting a rough cut with Bethany. Like, you know, we've all heard Ramona the apologizer, you know, 50 million times, and, you, know, you know, her story about her family. It's like this broke the camel's back for me. She, to me, is a, a vile human being. And, like, the way that she was speaking about Leah, not only her mental health, but they had a flashback about her complimenting everyone's daughters and, like, basically insinuating that, like, her daughter wasn't great because she didn't know her. Like, who says wrong. that? Like, who says that? Even if you even don't today, know someone, like, so you just say. I still
1: haven't figured out Twitter yet, but I do follow, I figured out how to follow people. And Ramona did tweet today, like, an apology talking about...
0: But it's not, not even an apology. Problem. It's It was, like, a blanket statement apologizing
1: right. on behalf
0: of herself, like, for her actions not apologizing to Leah.
1: Like... I agree, I agree. Um you know I just I liked how Leah was kind of reserved this episode and you could see the anger that she was holding back and I think you know I hope she goes off on Ramona and I hope she puts her in her place but that's why I was just annoyed with Sonia because I felt like she just you know she didn't get her actions how dancing on a table breaking mirrors was just like wrong like she was just happy that she wasn't in Ramona's line of fire I think
0: bottom line Ramona's jealous of Leah she's 30 years younger than her she's hot you know she's an amazing yeah, body Dorinda
1: hit the nail on the head when she said that she's jealous of her youth and she has <laughs> the one thing that Ramona wants
0: and it's kind of like Sleeping Beauty you know yeah. where, like she captured her in the castle and like won't let her come out oh, God. is that Sleeping um, Beauty or Snow White uh, maybe both
1: um a little rusty on those <laughs>
0: But I love how Dorinda and Luann have her back. I really do appreciate that because I was like, I don't know which way Luann's gonna go. Like, we knew Dorinda Is fully it? had her back.
1: They're probably waiting for Ramona to crumble, too. Like, they've had years of Ramona's crap. And they, maybe they're aligning themselves with Leah, you know, in preparation. They know for, what's you
0: coming. You they know happen. They know the cash shakeup is coming. And I, we did hear this week that they have a new um, person on deck. And I forget her name. Do you remember? Alicia her?
1: Quarles. If I'm pronouncing her last name, um, I may be pronouncing it incorrectly. Yeah. But, from what um, I've heard I from other people,
0: great. she seems amazing. So I'm happy for that. She seems a little bit younger, so she'll be on Leah's League. And I think that, you know, it'll be a good shakeup. I think Ramona's just, like, too antiquated. It's, like, one minute she's, like, making out with Harry Duman in her, like, lingerie dress at Boutique. And then, like, is grinding up on Sonia for, like, literally five seconds. And it's, like, the world is ending, like... Baby, you jealous. Like, get with the program. Like, know, it's your time. I know, I think the time. writing's just
1: like on the wall with that one. And I hope next week, I don't think I saw the preview because I wasn't watching it live.
0: Oh, I did. Um, they go on I camels thought- all <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, the way at the flashback I did. I did. to Morocco.
1: Yeah, agree. Which was, that in itself is a wild flashback. But yeah, I hope that the rest of this trip is juicy. I hope we get some good, you know, confrontations, some wild drunken antics. I mean, Sonia being naked half the episode when she was in Mexico was like pretty wild and a lot to handle and maybe it's a
0: taste of what's to come I don't know see Sonia I go back and forth between being entertaining which she definitely is versus sad like her at at this dinner it was like she's wasted and you'll notice something that Dorina's like you should go to bed and everyone's like no keep her up keep her up like because she she, wants
1: her to of course exactly and enables her
0: but it's like you want your friend to embarrass herself because so you look yeah, better. Yeah,
1: she does. Like, she that's does.
0: disgusting. And it's disgu- and it's been the same, I know. But maybe we just haven't seen it as much as we've seen it this season. Because yeah. we don't really have a head honcho like Bethany anymore or like Heather or Carol that took some of, like, the fighting and stuff away from her. Where it's like we're just seeing Ramona, like, full force. Yeah. And I know yeah,
1: it's- we don't have a queen bee this season. I think Ramona maybe thinks that she's the queen bee. But we don't have a queen bee like we did with Bethany. So no. I think that's interesting.
0: And I will say, we, we talked about this a little bit on our Instagram at um, Lost in the Bravo Sauce. I'll put in a plug. But apparently, the a story going now that Avery was like FedExing her stuff, I don't know where, from her West Village apartment. And she basically told the FedEx movers, according to page six, to go into her car, take her clothes that were like laying in her car and start packing them up. And they refused because that's not their job. And, um, she but I was, think
1: they did it. I saw one account, a picture of Ramona's house in the Hamptons that had, like, ten FedEx box piled up in front of the front door. So pretty sure it happened.
0: No, I think that she did it. They were like, no, and then she had to do it or something. And they probably shipped oh, it for her. But, like, there you go, people. Like, the writing's on the wall for that one. And I know we saw a few, like, months ago that Ramona would, like, return stuff to, like, Lily Pulitzer with, like, stains on it, and, like, when they couldn't take it back because the tags were off, she, like, was screaming at them from the manager, like, this reverts me right. back to Bethany's uh, talk show where Ramona stole the two dresses from her, but...
1: Right. The first-hand, ac- the first-hand accounts are fascinating, and, you know, I believe it, and it really does follow her character, so...
0: I think the uh, walls are crumbling on her, and I, I would be shocked, to be honest with you, if we see her next season and i really hope that andy gives it to her i know they're filming the reunion um and they're doing it in long island shout out um i did hear something my friend's family owns one of the vineyards out there and i know they a few months ago they were like trying to figure out where they were going to film so i'm sure it'll be out there uh outside somewhere so i'm excited to see that and i'm ready for the glam
1: i'm ready to look forward to for sure
0: all right well have a wonderful time away. Um, I hope you will keep up with your Bravo shows while you're uh, enjoying the nice weather at the and we beach. we have
1: Potomac <laughs> to start this week, too. So. Oh, my
0: God. How could I have forgotten? Yes, Potomac.
1: Very exciting. Oh, I'm mad
0: at myself. Time. I am so excited for Potomac to come back. I'm ready for the looks. I was, like, DMing Robin a little bit. So she responded to one of the things I posted of her, and she was like, it's going to be a good season. So I'm so freaking excited. 9 p.m. Sunday night. Potomac is premiering. Get ready. Right.
1: Well, yeah, to hear more about it, and especially my first-time perspective, definitely listen in next week. Um, please follow us on Spotify and subscribe to us on Apple. Yes, please and leave a review. And follow us on Instagram at lost in the Bravo Sauce.
0: Yeah, you'll get a few uh, good memes up there, and we've been recapping as we've been sitting home uh, some of the older seasons, so you'll get a nice, fresh uh, perspective from us. But have a great weekend, every guys. Have a great week. Uh, We look forward to seeing you guys next week. Have a good one.
1: Bye.